Oh, welcome to another Monster and Sea podcast. Mike Ferry along with the Grand Poobah of Monster and Sea, my buddy Troy Nebaker. Troy, it's cold. It it's is cold. cold. What, what the heck? Flip-flops are gone. And I have boots on. You have boots on. You're ready and for the snow. I have boots and socks <laughs> on, which is not cool. Uh, well, the cold weather's here, but it does not stop us in the Northwestern paddling. And we were talking about this before we started. The last time you paddled was Sunday. Sunday. Where'd you oh, go? Oh, I was out. Uh, I was out in Ballard. Nice. Yeah, paddling with uh, the prone, prone crew out there. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were out just kind of playing around in the, in the water. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I don't mean to suddenly just have a thought, but I do. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Dean Burke's new board? Pretty I've fancy. Done that. It's yeah, fancy. Yeah. Joe put him together an awesome piece. A great paint job. Congrats, Dean. You must be in the front. Always, no. Yes, right. Always. <laughs> Always in the front. I went um, last Thursday, a week ago from when we were recording this podcast, uh, with our buddy Greg Whitaker down at Mountains of Sound. I went off marination there. And, uh, you know, that, that Alki who, who, did you get? Did you get spam sliders afterward? And, uh, we went, um, and I got like this, uh, taken after you eating well. I had like this. <laughs> I just said spam salad, sliders, man. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't do that. I don't like spam. So I, I, I guess I maybe just glossed over that. Oh, okay. I did go to Salties. I didn't go to Marination with the Salties after. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, but I'll try the spam sliders, maybe, with some pineapple. But anyways, we were talking, and we had one of those moments where the wind picked up, and you know, like when you're right in the middle and you see the bow of your board and there's kind of like three different directions of water. Yeah. And Greg is like, okay, we're in some mixed water now. <laughs> and we just went radio silent. <laughs> and then we kind of got a little wind to our back and came back through Elliott Bay and it was cool. Lots of big sea lions out there. So, so much marine activity. Um, and then I was flying home from Phoenix and I, uh, on Monday and just looking at the water around here. And we have such wonderful options we do you know very much to, so. places to go and i'm like i paddled yeah. there paddled there paddled. i'm like oh yeah i go there you know yeah. so this is a beautiful place i mean i you know i, I spent a fair amount a fair amount of time complaining right about oh it's you know the gray and uh-huh. the rain and and all that's true but man it is it is beautiful here in the northwest makes us tough a little tougher sure i guess i'm kind of a pansy though yeah <laughs> but but you, you if you're gonna live here you can't just paddleboard two months of the year no if, if you want no, if you want to paddle be a yeah. be a paddler and yeah. when you get out there i've had some of my favorite days in january i think we all need to get solitude once in a while where it's maybe me and some hooded fisherman on a boat in the middle of lake sammamish and the wind is blowing and the sun is up um you know and i i, I you get pretty warm when oh, you're out there working. absolutely. So I mean, it's you not know, like it's cold. We have that's what technical gear is for. Yeah. And, you know, I like gear. Right. Gear's gear's fun. Yeah. And if you have the right stuff, you can go out in anything. Anything. Um, you know, you, you, you <clears throat> the cold the cold kind of forces you to think a little bit more about uh, safety and other things like that, but you can. You can go out in anything and I in that cold, in the cold water, in the cold temperature, it's going to sound weird, but mm-hmm. I feel more alive in agreed that agreed yeah because there's a there's a, a crispness to it and a sharpness to it that is uh, it kind of it kind of um forces you to think about it right yes yeah. it's, it's nice it's pretty awesome but yeah speaking of layers and cold weather paddling mm. and something that's a big event that uh you started that has really begun to grow and has become a lot of fun um we have set a date Mm-hmm. For the Santa Paddle, Santa Paddle in December, yes, uh, where we all get together under the I ninety bridge. Yep, 
and dress up in Santa suits or elf suits have become popular. Elf and, and, buddy. And we've got a lot of uh, girls, uh, women joining yeah. us now and they bring a lot of spice to the costumes. Yeah. Diff different things. They look much better than we do in these fat Santa suits. So, <laughs> you know. It's, uh, um, th this is really fun. It's mm -hmm. really fun it's to really do. I mean, my favorite the, event of the year. The, the, you know, the idea was to, you know, uh, when, we, when we all started talking about it to begin with, it was like, you know what, we're out here anyway. Mm -hmm. Let's, you know, let's spread a little holiday cheer. Uh, the commuters that, uh, you know, are going to work, right. commuting, stuck in traffic, you're kind of grumpy, you mm -hmm. know, and you're going, you know, you're on a floating bridge and then you see a bunch of paddlers in Santa suits. Right. And every year we get honks and cheers mm -hmm. we make it onto the DOT camera. They don't like us. They get mad at us. They get mad the at DOT. us. But, you know, I mean, whatever. That, yeah, it, I always hear the report when I'm later on in the day. There's a bunch of people in Santa suits off the I-90 bridge slowing down traffic coming off the Mercer Mercer Bridge, you know stuff like that, <laughs> or whatever, or off Mercer Island. So. Yeah, but it's it's, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun, and you know the um, I think our second year, and, and you know the years that kind of kept going. Uh, we also um, try and fill a couple envelopes. Right. Last year um, we did what seven? Yes. That's amazing. And uh, and and put that in perspective, our first year of the twenty four, we did seven envelopes. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, and the holiday, the holiday time specifically. I mean, there's, you know, to be able to deliver seven envelopes in December, or you know, however many right. we get. I mean, oh, if it's huge. one, if it's half, if it's seven, if it's ten, you know, whatever yeah. it is. But um, being able to deliver that in December, mm -hmm. there's just a, there's an added specialness to that. That there, there um, is. is nice. We went on, we went on one delivery that was, that was tough, uh, but we did that one together. That was about five days before Christmas. Yeah. Um, and I know, uh, delivered one to our friend Joe over in West Seattle, uh, Christmas Eve. And, and you're right. So I think by, we, we, I know in the time I've been affiliated, we, we've kind of decided on a date maybe later. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think now by deciding on December 13th, that Friday morning, we can get people ramped up for it. We can start fundraising for it. Yep. And, and maybe maybe our goal is over 10,000. That ten, would be 10 envelopes around the holidays. That would be amazing. I mean, with our community, and we start adding more people, that ripple effect. Yeah. Because I know we got some people from Decatur coming with us yep. that weren't a part of it last year. So uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think uh, um, it's going to be fun and, you know, uh, my beard is now gray, and I yeah. think I might just kind of keep it going. Yeah, some color, a little salt and pepper. Yeah, a little salt there. and pepper, you know. So yeah. I might just try and keep it going and have yeah. a natural beard instead of the, uh, you know, the target beard. I I always look forward to Pat Ogawa and his Buddy the Elf suit singing. Oh yes, the yes. Buddy the Elf songs. Yeah, and all that comes with it. It's, it's kind of fun. It's very on key. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's not bad. And then what's funny too is, you get there and like last year Fletch was in a Santa suit and. I've spent considerable amount of time with Fletcher on the 24 and have, you know, nobody looks like. I like, it takes me a moment to recognize people in their Santa suits. Absolutely. Like, I'm like, whoa, 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 hey, you're here. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll have donuts and coffee, as usual. My buddy, Mike Klebeck, always hooks us up. Um, and just a lot of joy. It's, it, it is a lot of a, joy. A lot of fun. So mark on your calendars. Um, I imagine we'll, we'll, we'll get a GoFundMe up here soon. Absolutely. For the Santa yeah. Because the longer we have to build, the, the better off it's going to be. Yep. So. That'll be awesome. Um, how are you otherwise? I uh, doing good. Doing good. Yeah, doing That's good. good. Getting uh, uh, getting into the <clears throat> getting into the fall, kind of you know ramping up sort of fall activities. Mm -hmm. uh, been running a bit. Yeah, and, I've been uh, running. Yeah, you know, and spending spending you know good time at Decatur, and um, you know, just trying to trying to be trying to be healthy. Right. Um, 
put out a video here a little just a little bit ago it was funny because you when know, you were running and i was running really? and, you yeah. know and everybody was like oh that, that looks like david goggins and that sounded like goggins and it was the same <laughs> same cadence as goggins and i'm like oh man i'm sorry about that <laughs> but the um the neat thing the exciting thing is i you know i got excited yeah um january you know january is going to be um a pretty, 20 special a pretty special time for us mm -hmm. uh january 2020 we're going to launch officially the uh, Go Because You Can Foundation. Right. And um, and that's a big deal. Right. It's a big deal because our, you know, our hope is to um, take what we've, take what we've learned, take what we've built, uh, built with the 24 and um, with all the, all the different events that we've been able to do and, you know, take that knowledge and use it as a base platform to build more. Right. And, and help and, more. And right? help more. And, you know, hopefully engage more, engage companies and, uh, mm -hmm. engage people to, you know, the, 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 sim the simplest way to do it is, or the simplest way put is use your health to help others. Right. And get, you know, let's, let's, let's do that. And let's do that a lot. Yeah. It's, it's pretty awesome. And you realize so many people need, so many people need help. So many people, um, want to do things, but they can't because they're limited by illness or things that suddenly come about. Yeah. Um, and, and I know that the whole go because you can thinking has really um, taken a spot in my brain as far as just life in general. Whether yeah. it's taking the stairs, parking far away, helping people out. There's an older person at a grocery store, help them out. You know, there, there's so many things that if you start to apply that concept, yeah, that it will just infiltrate your life in such a positive way. It's, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know, you know, doing what we do and especially you you're at the you're at the tip of the spear when it comes to what monster and c does you engage with a lot of people with a lot of people who that are you know not doing well and, and battling um this really came about our friend um tina mcdonough that does she works with valley girls and guys she put together a wish uh, they do a thing with that group called uh, a who's a who's wish where they they, I think what eventually Monster and C Go Because You Can Foundation wants to do, mm -hmm. taking care of people that are in, in bad spots. So there was a girl she knew that she was put together a whole who trip and they wanted to go to Disneyland with her little daughter because she was bad in terminal cancer. She didn't make it. And Tina was really broken up about it, which understandably so. Absolutely. And I think we all yeah. get kind of broken up by things like this. Um, but I was talking to my wife Wendy about it. That's kind of, it comes with the territory of, of helping there it are does. those that turn away from someone who's battling and oh that's your problem or there are those who engage and sometimes you know it's like a, it's like when you see a movie that has a crappy ending you kind of don't feel real great when you leave the theater unfortunately that's real life sometimes yeah and that kind of brings us to a guy we know pretty well who i first engaged with during the 24 um kirk robinson he was at uw medical center and said he could see us out paddling um he was battling brain tumor at the time, and and Kirk's been battling and battling and battling, and uh, you know, what more can you say about the guy who's just you know took cancer on as best you can, I think. Oh man, he, uh, I mean, talk about positive attitude. Yeah. You know, there's you know it's medically proven that, well, medically suggested. I don't think you can say medically proven. Sure. You know, yeah. and and believe me, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Um, nor do I play one on TV. Nor do I play one on TV, <laughs> but I think that the, you know, it, just like anything in life, um, you know, having a positive yeah. 
outlook on things. And I struggle with that. I think everybody struggles. With sure. That. It's easy to go down that rabbit it's hole. It's easy yeah. to go down the rabbit hole. But I think for, you know, with Kurt and watching him and how he, um, how he chose to, to deal with the cards that he had, mm. you know, and, and just give everything he had to his family and the community. And, um, I mean, he was a, a giver by nature. Right. And, you know, as a, you know, as a fireman, I mean, I think most, you know, most fire, firefighters, first responders, you know, just the people who are willing to, like you said, they're not the runaway people. They're the run at people. Run at it, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, that's how he chose to live his life. And yeah. that's how he chose to deal with and battle cancer. And, you know, the other night I had the opportunity to go, um, one of his, one of his neighbors and Mike, this was, this is an amazing thing to see. Right. I saw um, your picture. Yeah. It was, it was uh, incredible. There was a park that's across the street and they, you know, they all just kind of wanted to get together and send Kurt a picture, mm -hmm. a picture of, you know, the people that he's touched, the, um, the community, friends, family, neighbors, everything, just send him a picture that, you know, would make him smile and mm -hmm. would make him, you know, ha have some sort of, um, tangible thing that you could see and go, oh man, right. you know. People care. Life well lived. People yeah. people care, and um, and people were streaming in. The parking lot was oh, full. Awesome. The you could I mean people just it it filled it right. filled up. Kids, you know, grandmas, grandpas, friends, families. Wow. You know, two fire departments, Bothell and Mercer Island, both had their big engines there, and um, those guys stick together, man. Oh, they stick together, and yeah, they, you know, and they had awesome. and they they were filling the boot like they had boots out, mm -hmm. and you know, people were giving money to to help Kirk's family right you know because I mean this you know we 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 talk a lot about the positive right like the the high fives and the sure and like you said there is a there is a reality of what we deal with mm -hmm. and that reality sometimes doesn't have a very good ending right um, but the but the thing is is I think if you can look like knowing Kurt and knowing some of the other people that I've had the good fortune of meeting, they would be they would be sad if we were sad. Right. They would be sad if we stopped. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, uh, you know, people who who do who grab you know grab life with both hands and live it, and if they're you know dealt a unfortunate card, they live it right to the end. Right. You know, and they would they would look at us if we stopped, and you know it'd be a swift smack to the side of the head and be like hey come on now yeah because that's not their nature that's not their nature yeah it's like it's okay it's okay to be sad for a little bit mm -hmm. but then let's do something about keep it keep charging let's keep yeah. charging wow that's awesome well our our, our love and uh, best wishes go out to kirk and his family absolutely um you know, I, I think uh, as I look at our podcast, we're talking about the cold weather and different changes and some fun stuff. And then we have the heavy stuff and second heavy topic. And then we'll, we'll move on to some more lighter stuff. Um, is we're, we're both East Side guys mm -hmm. and we both have kids. And two more overdose deaths at Skyline High School this past week. Yeah. Watching the news and seeing kids our age die me away and yeah. you know you can look at those who are struggling with addiction at say underneath the bridge in seattle or on the streets of seattle or anywhere really but you see things all the time that you know this is an america problem it's all over in small towns 
I mean, th this is an area, I guess, the plateau that, you know, is looked at as you got everything you need up there. Yeah, it's pretty you know, affluent. It's, yeah, it's, no one's really struggling. And then here, here are these two kids, you know, uh, from what I understand, a Percocet laced with fentanyl killed one of the kids on, on the football team. I mean, our kids now have so much pressure compared to what we dealt with. You know, there wasn't this constant link to other people's so-called um, lives, you know, yeah. whether it be, you know, Snapchat, things like that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's proven. Dan, our friend Dan at, at the gym, worked on a movie. I mean, it leads to depression. I mean, you know, I always tell my, 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 my kids that they don't have Instagram because I have to deal with work. And I see it. I go, when someone's puking or they go ahead and put their negative bounce from the bank account on the Instagram, then you can get it. It doesn't portray reality. Right. And I know we use it because we put pictures and, and we try to be real and, and we use it for vehicles and there's all sorts of opinions. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking in terms of kids that yeah. don't have maybe the ability to decipher that. And I think it has an effect on adults. We could probably talk about this for hours. Oh, hours, <laughs> but yeah. But I, I think that, you know, that's one thing. I'm not blaming Instagram for what happened. Mm. But there's so much pressure. And that I, I guess I'm thinking, as I looked at my kids, you know, maybe back off the gas a little bit. You know what? They're going to be okay. If you take care of them and love them, let them know that you love them for who they are. And I, whatever led those kids to take that, I don't know what. Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah. Um, all one time, I'll be fine. Well, I think it's... I, I, don't, I don't get it. You know, it's, it's hard. Like, you were talking about, you know, back in our day. I mean, right. the pressure was in the hallway. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And that, that, was, that was kind of it. And, uh, you know, and now, you know, pressure is, is everywhere, like you said. And I think, you know, sometimes, I mean, if, you know, I think about some of the stupid stuff that I've done. Sure. You know, I yeah. mean, there's... Um, it's all relative, I guess. It's, right? all, it's all relative, I guess, you know, I guess. But, you know, I mean, you, you want to be cool to your friends. You want to do all, you know, you want to do all, those, all that stuff. And right. I just think, you know, for, for gosh, how do, you, how do you even put this? Um, you can just be, you know, give your kids a good base. Right. Yeah. Be present. <laughs> be present. Be honest. Know, be honest and um, um, and love you know love on your kids fiercely, right? Because um, man, that goes quick too. Yeah, I mean, I I was talking to my kids about it this morning, and I'm like, a little pill or a momentary, it's not going to solve your problems. It's that you know things like that just don't go away. Um, that it's really scary because I know they see it all the time. You know, even when it comes to to vaping, and the I mean, there are obvious problems with that. And kids continue to do it, and you see, you know, adults continue to do it. I guess you know mm -hmm. that's a whole another story. Um, but I, I, I think the the biggest thing is trusting them, but also knowing that you need to help them uh, along the way because life's complicated. Yeah. It, it just is. Yeah. You know. Well, you you told a story this morning at the gym about yeah, I'm um, bias. Yeah. Well, there's like, I think the the invincibility that comes with youth, mm -hmm. you know, where you feel, you know, you feel invincible, right. you know, um, you know, I, it's just, that's just part of that, that age, yeah, you know, and, and so, so trying something is like, meh, you know, right. I'll like, be fine. I'll be fine. Sure. No big deal. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, um, and then the Len Bias, you gotta, uh, you gotta tell that story. Is, yeah. uh, he was, he played at Maryland late eighties fantastic athlete and basketball player number one pick by the boston celtics and he was at a party after he got drafted tried cocaine for the first time in his life caused him cardiac arrest and he died and never done anything like that before and 
boom. I mean, you just don't know how your body's going to react. No, you And, don't. you know, what led to that point? The invincibility part, you know? It's just the... We've all been there. We've all done stupid things. Sure. I know I almost killed some people because I missed a stop sign like a dumb nut back <laughs> when I first got my license. Right. You know, thank right. God that, that didn't happen. Right. But, yeah, I mean... I think that 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 invincibility, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and that, you know, Limbias is that, I mean, that's on a grand scale. Right. I think, you know, every Thursday, Friday, Saturday night on small scales across the country, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of, not peer, what, peer pressure, but peer pressure, maybe yeah. peer opportunity. Right. You know, where it's yeah. like, it's there and other people are doing it and, and you want to fit in. Yeah. You know, and... It's lonely to stand alone. It is lonely to stand alone, you know, for sure. But support your kids on that. And, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, again, our um, yeah. our thoughts go with, with those families that are Absolutely. going through some considerable loss Absolutely. this week in the Skyline community. I'm friends with Matt Taylor, that the the Skyline football coach. I can't imagine how he's dealing with that with his team um, yeah. this week. So yeah, it's that, it's it's crushing. You know, hug hug on your kids, love yeah. on them. Um, with that, love and hugs and everything else. Have you read any good books lately? Poof, man, I need no. I need to come up. I need to. Okay, come up. I got one for you. Okay, I'm ready. All right, because we we have, we have some heavy conversations that are not always on the, the podcast, <laughs> but there there's a guy Eckhart Tolle, T O L L E, and he's got a book, The Power of Now. I just started, and it's so much about well, because we the one book we've read for just lack of not being able to say the title any other way was on fuck yourself mm-hmm. which was great there's so many wonderful messages in that book so if you haven't read that go for that one but this one the power of now really i mean kind of speaks to the goal because you can and being in the moment and getting out of your head and just being being here it, it it's pretty awesome i can't wait to send it your way yeah and i think we'll have more talks about it but um, you know, life's heavy, but it could also be great. Yeah. It is great. It is great. And so I, I, I think certain things that can, can navigate you. Okay. So, so that's the heavy stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the fun stuff. What do, what do I have? Oh, so last night <clears throat> I watched the, actually two nights ago, I was watching Jimmy Kimmel. And if you, if you happen to stay up late or I mean, you, he puts it on the web, you can watch it. His, his opening monologues right. are great. Right. They're funny. Well, he found this drummer kid in Gilbert, Arizona, and he went, and he's in a high school band. Yeah. <laughs> he had the video of the kid. It was awesome. And if you want to talk about like just dancing like no one's watching, or just living your life on your terms and enjoying the moment, you got to check out this kid. What was great is he, Jimmy found him. It came by way of video someone sent in, and then he brought him to the show in L.A. to play with the Cletones, and that was on the video. Yep. And it, it, I think if you just go viral drummer Kimmel or something like that on YouTube, it pops yep, up. What, it'll what, be there. What was your thought? Because I sent it to our little group yeah, of friends. Yeah. What was your thought when you when you saw I, I laughed out loud. I just, he just seems like such a good kid. My thought was, man, I want some of that. <laughs> I need some of that in my life. You yeah. Know? Very cool. Yeah. I wish, you know, I, I, I'd like to be able to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think you can find that yeah. in little things that you do. I think so. You, you know, yeah. I don't know if we necessarily need to be as demonstrative as he is with the bass drum. Right. But maybe we do that once Man, in a that while. Man, that was good. Just I mean, you know, yeah, maybe it. you do do that once in a while. You know, there's, uh, um, 
it's funny. I read I read this book um, a long time ago. Um, it's by uh, Gordon McKenzie, mm-hmm. and it's uh, called Orbiting the Giant Hairball. Oh, and it's uh, so he spent his life as a creative at Hallmark. Oh wow! And he talked about the coming up with cards and stuff. Coming up with cards. Okay. But he talked about, um, you know, when you talk about that kid who plays drums and he's just yeah. dancing to his, you know, he's just he's just living, yeah. right? He Gordon would go in and he would give uh, talks about art to kids, and you know he'd go into like first and second grade and third grade and he and he'd like, who's an artist? And, and the way that he wrote it is he would say there would be kids basically jumping out of their seats. Like they couldn't oh, contain right. themselves to raise their hands. Right. Like who's an artist? And kids would just be going nuts. No way. And then what he said is as he started to give talks up the grade level, the amount of people that jumped up and were excited to say, I'm an artist, I'm different, I'm uh-huh. this, went down exponentially. Sure. I was thinking, can you imagine doing that in a room of adults? No. Yeah. And and so, and and that was the thing. It's like when, you know, when you're talking about kind of like that live out loud sort of thing, the, um, his, you know, his theory or the way that he explained it was, it's like we spend so much time constraining, confining, coloring within the lines that, you know, you, you sort of, you kind of beat that self-expression out of people. Yeah. You know, and it's sad. That's true, though. It is true. So, give me the book and the name again. It's uh, Orbiting the Giant Hairball, and it's by Gordon McKenzie. That's awesome. And it's, right. a, it's a super easy read. It's like 200 pages. It's all, it's got a ton of illustrations in it. Right. And um, it's just, it's, it's a very interesting thing from a, you know, from a, an art, um, an, uh, you know, an art, art and business sort of side of things. Right. I love that we've given some book suggestions as the weather's getting colder and, you know, you can make yourself some soup or a cup of coffee and, you know, on these rainy days, get a blanket, be like, I'm going to read a book that Mike and Troy suggested. I'll make myself feel better. <laughs> yeah, maybe make myself feel better. Yeah. <laughs> We're here. I think, uh, you know, uh, our next stop could be the Oprah Book of the Month Club. We'll see. Oh, my we'll goodness. See what happens. Yeah, yeah so, we'll see what happens. But we'd have to write one for that. Uh, we might have to write a book. Maybe we will. Yeah. Okay. Now my mind's... Stop yeah, it. Stop, yeah. It. stop it. Stop it. it. We've got stop too it. much things to do. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it is Halloween month. Mm. October. I, have you had any apples lately? Oh, yes. Honey crisp. Honey crisp with peanut butter. <clears throat> Did I ever tell you my, my honey crisp story? No, I'm ready. So, there's a place in Washington that's north of land called Brewster Flats. And there are these two guys that live up there. Both their names are Ed. And they're former IBM engineers. And I got wind of these guys making a dual-drive vehicle that could go over 300 miles an hour. And they did it in the salt flats in Utah. And they were the nicest guys. I called them up and told them I wanted to do a story. And they were just, you want to do a story on us? Come on up. Went up there. And they, they're apple farmers. And one of the Eds lived in, <laughs> one of the Ed's. Lived in San Diego. <laughs> and he wanted to get away from you know, Southern California. And he took his whole life savings and bought an apple orchard yeah, after you know, being an engineer with IBM, really successful. Well, this is years and years ago. Because remember, when we grew up, there was no Honeycrisp. No. Right? No. So he started, uh, bought the apple orchard, and he gets there, and the first season there's a worm. And it just kills all the delicious apples, the Macs, all that stuff. He was facing bankruptcy. He had you know, just wiped out these trees. It was brutal. Well, through his engineering, you know, connections and stuff like that he knew somebody 
back in Vermont or some botanist. And the guy was on the phone and said, well, I have this new hybrid of an apple called Honey Crisp. Would you like to try giving it a go? And Ned's like, I got nothing to lose. Well, now he's got Strictly Honey Crisp Farm in Brewster Flats, Washington. They're sitting there in this garage making a car with dual drives that they're shooting to go over 400 miles an hour with. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Fueled by apples. Fueled, that's <laughs> and, awesome. And the funniest thing was, when I did the story, it was like back in January, and they looked at me and goes, how much are they charging for uh, Honey Crisp where you live? Oh, well, like three ninety nine a pound at the local QFC. He and Ed just put high fives up and just slapped each other. And they're like, that's in CS. I'm like, What's I guess cold storage is a thing. Uh -huh. So that they, they you know filter out the apples through the year and stuff like that. But it's fascinating. Oh. I, sorry, every time I buy Honeycrisp apples, yeah. I think of that and I had one last night. Nice work, Eds. Yeah, way to go, Ed. So thank you. <laughs> sorry for that little side awesome. track. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, people do amazing things. Things yeah. just happen. People sometimes. do do amazing things. Yeah. Candy corn? Do you have a verdict on that? Are you a candy corn guy? I'm not a candy Well, no. Nah. No? No. Nah. I'll eat them if they're, if they're there. Right. But I, I, I won't like, you know, Try search, this, search them out. One candy corn with an apple slice. All right. All right. I'm in. One try likes that. almonds and a piece of candy corn, if mm -hmm. she does that. Mm -hmm. But you like popcorn. Uh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you ever had a popcorn ball? Oh, yeah, of course. Well, I'm ending our podcast. Oh, no. Treats. <laughs> Look what I got. I you found got, them on Amazon. You got me a... This is a... It's in the Halloween wrap. It Pop, just says popcorn ball. It just ball. says popcorn ball. It's from Kathy K. Very, very generic name. Popcorn her. ball. Can you hear the unraveling, the crackle? Yeah. I'm going to eat it right now, because they make a mess. <laughs> There you go. So, Troy? Yes, Mike. It's all about the crunch. It is all about the crunch. That is. I opened these. Oh, I opened one of these. They also make a Christmas version. Yeah. And I opened one of these in the movie theater one time. My kids were watching Star Wars on Christmas night. <laughs> it was so loud. They were so mad at me. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Dad? Like, I wanted to have a popcorn ball. So, last night I was eating one. My son and I were watching the Goldbergs. And he was just cracking up. So, anyways, yeah. I'm going to let you take us out because I'm eating a popcorn ball. All right. Well, simple. Well, Mike eats the popcorn ball. Uh, I'm Troy. For Mike. All right. <laughs> We're out. We're out. <laughs>